This is Buck Buckingham from the Australian Yarra Research and you're listening to the Bigfoot Club podcast. Hey guys, please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all episodes. Also, please look for our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bigfoot Club 1. That's Bigfoot Club number 1. Also check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube. Check out our new sponsor. For your Bigfoot size coffee cravings, visit cbgindustries.store. They have over 40 products to choose from. When you enter promo code first sip, you will receive a discount on your first order. Remember, every moment has its flavor. <laughs> Hey everybody, Robert Jesse Dominguez, Bigfoot Club, Season 5, Episode 10. Today, Steven's not in today, he's actually doing uh, Boy Scout stuff with the boys. So I have a replacement for him. So, I want to introduce this guy, he's been on the show before, he's a good cat. I want to introduce the big dog, Felipe... Mendoza, big dog, what's up? What's happening? <laughs> hey, do you you know, you know, do you like that music I'm playing for you? I love it. I'm dancing to it. <laughs> Slowly disrobing too. You know, I don't I don't play a lot of music intro music for people. Just you, man. Dang! Not even for Matt. Not even for Matt. Not even for Steven. Wow. So, so what's going on, man? You're you're a guest co-host today. You're filling in for Steven. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I like it here. It's nice and clean. It smells good in this room. <laughs> I like it. There's no underwear on the floor. Watch hey, out, Steven. I know, right? Steven, he, like it much. He, he's going to take your job. <laughs> so... So what's going on with uh, the Big Dog podcast? Uh, I'm still, I still haven't put anything out. In the, it's almost what they, we're in the middle of the year already. Yeah, you've been. Oh bu- my, uh, you've been busy or what? What's what's going on? Well, I guess. Well, you know, kind of life kind of takes over. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it's not really an excuse, you know. I'm a, I'm a dad to two wonderful stepkids mm-hmm. and a husband now and um things change yeah it changes your priorities and everything but i mean you know, i'm still into it my wife co-hosts uh with me um yeah so, so if, if you're a big dog then who is she little t no <laughs> she's got all kind of nicknames um uh she likes to be called tree Tree, yeah. Tree, like the tree. Mm-hmm. Because she's actually named after a tree. Really? Yeah, that's how she gets her name, Trita. Wow. Yeah, her uh, grandfather named her. And it's a specific tree that's out on the res mm-hmm. where she grew up. Um, yeah, that's how she got her name. If you don't mind, what, what, um, what tribe is she from? She's Navajo. Navajo, okay. Because you've been yeah. on, you've been on the res a lot, right? Recently, since since you married her. 
Yeah, a little more since I met her. I've been out there a couple of times with other people doing investigations and stuff out there in New Mexico. And uh, actually, when we, when she first saw me, I was actually speaking at a, a conference uh, for Brenda Harris. And yeah, she saw that big hunk of manliness from Texas. And uh, right, right, right. Uh, I think a couple. Days. This was in 2016, and a couple of days after the event, I got home, and uh, I got like a friend request, and then uh, I, I accepted it, and we've been talking almost every day since 2016, and then finally we decided to tie the knot because so, but she, she come, but she moved here though, right? Yeah, she moved with me. She moved in with me. Wow, that's that's yeah. love. That's love, man. That is love. That's why you know every you know every day. You know, we, I, I, it's, when, when you fall in love with a person, I was telling my kids today, you don't just fall in, fall in love one time. You fall in love over and over and over again. When you mm-hmm. find someone you can fall in love with a bunch of times, a million times, mm-hmm. and keep going, that's the one. Man, I am. I'm super happy for people, you. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, but a lot of people, they, 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 you know, they get married for the wrong reasons, you know, because maybe she's attractive and then they, later on she, they find out she can't even make rice or beans. Or, yeah. Yeah. My woman is a full package. She can cook up a storm. She, she'll make a full Thanksgiving meal just for nothing. And yeah. she's done that before. I've come home from work and there's just a turkey sitting on the, on the, <laughs> on the table with mashed potatoes, all everything you can think of and dessert. You know, oh, just because it's Tuesday. You know, it's funny because like whenever I met you, you were eating a turkey leg. <laughs> oh yeah, I love turkey. I love me some turkey. So, I thought that was cool. You know that I got to meet you that way. You were you were grubbing down and you weren't holding back, man. I really like that. I dig that. I go, man, this cat. Was Sometimes hard. I, I forget I'm in public. You know, making noise <laughs> and talking to it and smacking it every now and then. And my wife's got to hit me. Hey. Chill, bro. <laughs> well, we gotta we gotta get you set up to do some more shows this year or something, man. Oh yeah, hopefully need... some of my shows. Yeah, I'd be happy to come on. Or if you need people, I can I can get you I can get you some of my Australian people. So. Oh yeah, but up in the middle of the night to talk to them. Yeah, you gotta usually like I usually talk to them. Um, like if you're talking, like I, I always do my show on Fridays, so we do it on Fridays about nine p.m. And if you do it with someone from Australia, especially and like their East Coast of Australia, nine nine p.m. here, it's on Friday, it's Saturday there at one, like at noon or at one o'clock. So it's the middle like of the day for them, like whenever I do my show. So it's always, it's always good. It's always like acceptable to them, and they. They always do it. So I, I, we interviewed uh, Buck Buckingham like last week, last Friday, and uh, it went it went really well. That that guy's a talker, so he he did the work for us. So it was good. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, a couple cats from Australia. Yeah, because like you, because you had a. I, I recall you telling me that you had you you met some guys from Australia, right? That came here to do Bigfoot stuff, right? Yeah, they were doing like a bucket list. Uh, it's Aloe Baker. I think his name is Aloe, Aloe Baker or something like that. I'm mm-hmm. probably saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Sorry, homie. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they all come down and um, they uh, they emailed uh, Russell Miller and uh, said that they wanted to do some big footing and Russell was a good buddy of mine and he called in and they all wanted us to meet and then so I finally walked up to them and they kind of surrounded me and they're like, hey, these are the guys from Australia. And um, I just said, hey, how y'all doing? And I didn't really know what to say so we were all just kind of doing that awkward stare. Yeah, they probably I, they probably never seen a Mexican before. They probably haven't, especially as, <laughs> as, as gorgeous and marvelous as me. So big doubt. They just looking at me, and then I just go, "So what the? What, can I cuss on here?" Yeah, nah, of course, go, of course. Oh, okay. Just making sure I didn't want no you know, baby mamas nah, coming out. You're fine. I said, "What the fuck is up with koala bears?" And they just looked at me, started laughing and stuff. And <laughs> they just started talking about. That. Well, they're always feeling Randy, and I was like, "Who's Randy?" And then they all start laughing again, and they're like, "No, oh, that's that's kind of like what y'all say, uh, horny." I was like, "Oh, yeah, so they just... they have they got funny vocabulary. They they call like flashlight torches. They call they call chunklas thongs. Chunklas yeah. thongs. I know. We call thongs thongs. I know. That's or... what, that's what I tell them. So, but um... we call them chones. Chonas and all kinds of stuff, but um, man, I don't. Uh, have you done any any Bigfoot stuff lately? Have you have you gone in the woods or anything like that? Oh uh, no, no, I don't think I've gone. I've gone to the woods, but not really for Bigfoot. I've go. I've just went out to go shooting, target practice, and stuff like that. But yeah, so we've been out there. It's been super duper hot. I mean, it's like agonizing where you're just out there for like 15 20 minutes and you're just like i i don't i just don't want to be here no more it almost it almost sounds like that time when the first time you went out to the field with your cousin right i mean it was it was hot then too right my god yeah it was real super hot and then i mean even in the shade was hot but man i was kind of walking around in direct sunlight and Mm. yeah i felt like a microwave was on me or i was on in a microwave yeah. So you were it was, it was you were on Matt's show recently. Matt Matt uh Knapp with Bigfoot Crossroads. Bigfoot Crossroads, yeah. I was on there, uh told my story on that and on that show. Um yeah, it was pretty cool. It was it was fun. He's a good guy. He's the best. Um, He's the best. Yeah, I finally got to talk to him in person. Uh you know, it's different when you when you're messaging someone and uh, you don't really get the whole personality or whatever. So when I finally got to talk to him, man, it was pretty cool. Yeah. He he and I, we talk at least about maybe three times a week. Okay. We we like call each other all the time. And uh, like usually whenever, if I have to go into work, it's a long drive in. So I, uh, whenever I get out, I call him and we talk. I talk to him like for forty five minutes, and but then you know he'll call me at at the house and we'll like I'll be watching like wrestling and stuff, and he goes, "Hey, what are you doing?" I said, "I'm watching wrestling, like I always do." So, but like I'm actually watching wrestling right now. I'm watching SmackDown right now. So wrestling, yeah. I just I I can't get away from it, man. I try, but I just it keeps pulling me back in. Hey, that's pulling me. Back that's in. your thing. Yep. So, well, that's cool that you're on his show because, like, only only heavy hit, only heavy hitters go on his show, man. 
because so you must be a heavy hitter. I know I'm heavy. <laughs> I mean, I know that for a fact. I knew you were gonna do that. I knew you were. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other hitter stuff. I don't know. I I haven't really. I mean, I know a lot of people in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of researchers. I have a lot. Well, a lot of them I could call my friends. Yeah. Um, like if if I go to a conference, I pretty much know pretty much everybody. Just you know, friends. Yeah. Not that I'm some sort of celebrity or nothing, but um, it was weird though when I was doing other podcasts, uh, and uh, I'd come up into a. a a conference and people, big dog, big dog, and I was like, "Who are you? Do I know you? Do I, I'm trying to think. Do I owe you money? What, what do you want? Do you owe me money? What's going on?" You know, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you, man. You don't, you don't give yourself enough credit, dude. Because like you do, you do a podcast, okay? You do a podcast which goes out to everybody. It can, it goes out to everybody in the whole world. So you, whenever you do that, you, you, you reach people and you influence people and you touch them. So. That's why I say you're like a heavy hitter, even though you don't go do Bigfoot. You know, you're not in the woods right now, but, you know, you you influence people by talking about, you know, your points and talking about your stories on your show. So I, I think to me, you know, that's that's good because, you, you know, you can you can reach out to people and people, can, you know, because like so many people like like write into me and say, hey, man, you know, I've listened to all your shows. I feel like I know you <laughs> so I can tell you like whatever I want. But, that's uh, happened to me before. Yeah, cause, where, yeah. Go ahead. Where people have quoted something that I said. Yeah. That was, you know, I'm always joking and doing little stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking about dressing up like a ninja, and some dude was like, "Hey, what's up, my ninja?" and all this, and he's laughing and all this. And I'm like, "Hey, you, what's up?" You know, I didn't know what he was talking about, and then he—I guess he could tell that I didn't know. And he's like, "Oh, when you were talking about dressing up like a ninja on your podcast, I was like, oh." <laughs> Oh, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. I didn't know what was going on here, what we was gonna do, or yeah. So I mean, you you touch a lot of people, dude. You know whether whether you think you don't or not, you kind of do. So I mean, you're big dog, man. Come on. <laughs> well, I, you know, like I I appreciate everybody when I get to talk to them. I, I love it when people tell me their stories or or something they got going on. I like to hear people's um experiences and stuff and that's when like yeah. what got me to do my show uh because i mean i did a, i was usually a co-host and everybody was kind of giving me like parameters and you can't do this we can't do that we're yeah. not talking about this. yeah i don't want to talk to these people i don't like these people these people are not cool these people are cool so like it's like a click i mean you know yeah, but of course you know you're, you got people that like these people and people that don't like these other people and they're you talk to them, they don't want to talk to you no more, which, you know, I'm just like, what? If you don't like me, that's cool. If you do, that's cool, too. You know, Even better. You know, the way the way I look at it on Bigfoot stuff, because, I mean, I I still read, like, big like Bigfoot reports. Uh, st- I still look at, you know, the YouTube videos and stuff like that. So I'm still, like, involved in it. I don't go and do a lot of research in the field that much anymore because, you know, my condition and stuff and how I got, like, recovery stuff. So um, I don't do a lot of that stuff anymore. But if someone were to reach out to me and, and ask me for help, I would I would help them like in a heartbeat. But 
I mean, I, I love to hear other people's stories and their experiences and how they felt. Because to me, I, so I was streaming with my nephew last night and we were streaming with this guy and we went into this guy's stream and he saw my, my name, um, you know, Bigfoot club. So he started, he started asking me questions about Bigfoot. And so I told him, and then he told me, he stopped gaming and he started telling me a story that he uh, like had like in, uh, Canada whenever he was on vacation. And so we started talking about it. And so like half, you know, the, the whole hour of his streaming, uh, playing stuff, we were talking about what happened, where he was, how he felt, what he saw. And so I love to be involved in people's like stories because, you know, whenever, whenever someone sees this creature or this being or however people want to interpret it, it changes their lives. Sometimes it changes them. And, you know, they're, they're a skeptic at first. And then whenever they see this creature, their whole life changes. And sometimes it, it engulfs them. It like, it, it, you know, some people, you know, cause like you, you know, you meet a bunch of people, right? So you meet someone and say, I saw Bigfoot when I was little and now that's all I think about. That's all I want to read about. And so, it, and then some people just see it and don't ever want to see it again. So I've always been, and I've always been interested in those stories and I try to help some people. Cause like some people, you know, big dog, they just, they can't deal with seeing a Bigfoot. You're right. No. So, so I was kind of getting to that, you know, about, about people who see Bigfoot, you know, I, I've just, I've always been interested in that story. And so I interviewed this guy last year, um, Attila Caldi, and he does mm-hmm. Yowie, um, Yowie documentaries. He does UFO documentaries. He does paranormal, uh, uh, you know, shows too. And so I've asked him, I said, Hey, did you, did you do this while you were doing, you know, did you, did, did you try this in the field? Did you, did you see this? Did you, did you experience, did you try to, you know, get him to react? And he, his answer to me was, and I loved it. He, his answer to me was, Robert, I don't do the investigation. I just record it. That's all I do. I don't, I don't, I don't partake in any of that stuff. I just record what's there and then I go home. So I kind of look at, you know, Stephen and I, and I kind of, I kind of see it that way. So we're Stephen and I, cause like Stephen's been in the field with me ever since he was like a little kid. So I was taking him like yep. to the field when he was like six and seven years old. And like all the way up to he's like thirteen, and so um, so he's seen a lot Wait of stuff. A minute. Were you using him for bait? What's what? Were you using him for bait? No, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, because oh, you know he, you know the bad thing about Stephen, and everybody knows this about Stephen. You know he doesn't have a dad, and um, you know his mom passed, and so he's he's just always with me all the time. He wanted to be with me, and I, you know, I wanted him around because I wanted mm-hmm. to influence him. So I just yeah. took I just took him wherever I wherever I did you know he wanted to be with me so I go I'm going to the woods Are you okay with that he was he wasn't okay with it but he wanted to be with me so he he he'll say this to this day that he was going to protect me that's what he was saying but <laughs> but uh, every time we would go in the field we would see stuff and we would experience stuff so you know we would you know he's seen he's seen a lot of stuff you know him not being a researcher so he you know he's experienced tree knocks. He's just, you know, he, he's ex, uh, experienced yells and, you know, uh, squatches throwing like, you know, sticks and rocks at us in the middle of the night. So he's experienced all that stuff. And, but I kind of look at it, us uh, as the Bigfoot Club podcast, uh, we're like Sports Illustrated for the cryptid stuff. You know, we don't, we don't do it. We just report it or we just give our opinions about it. So right. that's that's the way. I kind of, so, and I've told Stephen this, and he hates when I say this, but 
We're not podcasters. We're cryptid sports entertainers. That's what we are. So, so that's that's the way I look at us. You know, going forward, is that you know we just we just report it. You know, I've been in the field. I've had my boots in the ground. I've interviewed people. I've been to multiple states. I've been to you know dried up uh, creek beds and uh, you know on top of big hills and Kimichi Mountains and you know. Ohio, all kind of places. So I've seen lots, lots of stuff, but um, at the same time, I don't do it anymore. But I like to give my opinion about stuff whenever I like something or whenever I don't, you know, I don't like something. So that's what I, that's what I dig about the podcast is that I just give, right. I just give my opinion about stuff. I said, mm, I don't like that. That doesn't look good. So I don't know. It's kind of the same thing that me and Ann were doing with the Squatch Dogs, mm-hmm. uh, the website, and all that stuff. You know, we just kind of, we just kind of would uh, talk about what everybody's doing, who's who's mm-hmm. who's where. We didn't ever give specific locations or, but you know, if people knew what we were doing, so they would share information with us, and they were cool with us. You know, talking about you know experience that they had or you know what what their um, techniques were with when they go camping or whatever so that's kind of what we did it's the same thing and you know we were around it so much that we you know like you we had our own opinions of what was what was legit and what wasn't stuff like that so I know what you're talking about yeah it's uh it's you know interesting I you know, I love talking about big. I can talk to. I can talk to big. I can talk about Bigfoot for hours. You know, and someone because like you, you, you always get this question all the time when people because they know you. You know, people know that you're interested in Bigfoot. People know me. They know I'm interested in Bigfoot, and people always walk up to me and say, "Hey, man, how come? How come we can't get any good evidence?" You, you know, I get that. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the time. And and I and I, I would I, go ahead. Go ahead. So. Or people would say, how come there's no pictures or no video? I said, there is, but people, you know, a lot of times people just say that it's fake or, yeah, you know, it's it's hard to, I mean, there's probably a lot of legit photos and a lot of legit videos out there, but, and especially with this new AI stuff coming out, oh man, it's going to be impossible yeah. to even know. Yeah, I think, you know, back when I was with the TBRC, uh, Luke had us do this drill. Uh, whenever we were in the field, like back then, you know, back in the nineties and the early two thousands, we didn't have all this digital stuff. We had like the, this little bit of camcorders and a little bit of cameras. And so he wanted us to play, do this experiment where we would hold a camera and then we would separate and we would like go to like, you know, an area, like a rural area and just walk down some game trails and whatever we could see, like it would, if it was a bird or a possum or a raccoon, we take a picture of it. Just take a picture of it while you're in the field, right? Yeah. That is the fucking hardest thing to do, man. Because, like, I've been, in, I've been in the woods walking down with a camera in my hand. And I see, like, a red fox walk, you know, just run in front of our trail, our, 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 our trail path. And I try to take a picture of it, and he's gone. Yeah, it's quick. And that's, that's like a fucking red fox. Even if you're red, it's quick. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know what? It's, it's tough. You big dummy! Yeah, it it is no. tough as shit. But but yeah, people, be ready. I mean, even if you are ready, it's not. 
fast enough. No, it is, and it's tough, but, you know, hey, it's okay. But um, I was going to ask you, I was going to go off subject here a little bit. What did you think about that that Titanic or that submarine that exploded the the Ocean Gate? Is it Ocean Gate? I forgot the name of that company. Uh, you know what? I just now started hearing about it. I think I heard about it yesterday. My daughter was talking about it when we were eating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you talking about? What's going on? I mean, I didn't know anything about it because, you know, I don't, I don't really <clears throat> look it up on Facebook or anything. Um, so I didn't know anything about it. And then I started here getting bits and pieces here and there. But I think it's pretty sad from the people that were in there. I heard there was a father and son there. And yeah, they were. Go- I think I think I know I don't think all of them were billionaires. I think one of them was like a Titanic expert and I think the other people might have been billionaires and they were just wanted to go look at go look at the Titanic wreckage and I guess it lost like control or air and it imploded on itself. But they were they were down so they were they were they were down so deep that the pressure of that you know, of that submarine if it went wrong, it just ju- it just it just crushed them, man. They didn't, they probably didn't even know what happened, you know, which is probably a good thing, because being down there, you know, you would suffocate. I hate to hear about that. Yeah. So, uh, but somebody was posting that that the Titanic's, you know, the the people who died down there are the ones who, you know, they didn't want anybody to look at their grave, so they. These paranormal, these ghosts uh, stop this. That's what I was hearing. I, I don't know what validity that is, but I thought it was pretty interesting. Sea ghost? Yeah, sea ghost. Well, I mean, how many of you hear about ghost ships and stuff like that? Man, water, mm. water is a big conductor of, you know, electricity and paranormal stuff. Oh, so, heard so, that. But, um, so I used to do a show a long time ago, uh, and there was like some Bigfooters and then like a paranormal guy. And then so we started talking to all these different people, and we didn't really know he was a paranormal guy. We thought he was just a Bigfoot guy. But then some people would start talking about weird stuff that we, you know, we were like, I don't know what that is. That sounds weird. And then he would start asking questions. Is there a water source? You know, uh, talking about like he thinks that it's a spirit or a ghost or something. So I remember him asking about um, yeah. stuff like that. So, yeah, that's where I heard that the water is a good conductor. Yeah, there's for that time. there's many there's many contributors to, like, paranormal stuff. Because like, there's, like, quartz. There's um, limestone. There's, there's water, like, underground water under a property. Or you know, uh, iron, all that stuff. It's like it's it's just a, it's almost like it's almost like a VCR. You know, if like someone, if someone were were to live on a property that had you know any of these elements, and they would die horrifically, and it's almost like a, like an imprint. Like it would it would leave it there, and then it would just like you know just replay itself over and over, because like some of the stuff just harnesses energy. And so, right. so, so whenever, whenever I was doing paranormal stuff and they would, and they would ask, people would ask me, well, how do, how do I get rid of it? If it was, if it was something that was just playing over and over, but it didn't recognize who was there. It was just, they would just see like, like say for example, they would just see like a lady go through a, a walkway and then go through the wall or something. And I would just tell them, I said, just live your life, you know, have, 
have birthday parties, have weddings, have, you know, dinners, you know, just live your life happy and it'll, it'll suppress that and it'll just push it out with your, with your energy. So that's what I used to tell people all the time whenever I, whenever I did paranormal stuff. So positive energy. Yeah. Positive energy. It works. It oh. works sometimes. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about that stuff, but I do know about electricity and all that stuff. work, So, that, you know, it's... And then the human life force is basically energy. I mean, just mm-hmm. we got energy in our brains that controls our hearts and all our organs. And yep. once we die, it stops. So Absolutely. Who's to say that, that energy goes away after we die? I mean, it's not in our body, but maybe it goes somewhere else. So... I I always talk, I always talk to Matt about this also as well. So what do you what do you think about like say like a Bigfoot you know lives its life you know it's a juvenile grows up you know finds other Bigfoot has a family keeps moving and hunting and it gets older and then it dies okay so what's to say that a Bigfoot ghost like when whenever people because you ever hear those stories about people say they see a Bigfoot and then it just disappears right. Hmm. So what if what if that was the case for like a Bigfoot? What if you know it died in a certain area that people like to camp out, and then every now and then, whenever there's energy there, it pops up, you know, like it's you know alive again, and then people see it. I go, oh, you know, it's a Bigfoot, and then it just disappears. So right. What do you think about the possibility of that? I I never thought of that, but I mean, I guess it makes sense because people seen people mm-hmm. and thought. Hey, what are you doing in my house? And they or see somebody go in a room. Actually, I heard a story like that where uh, a friend of mine had a roommate, and um, in, she died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Night, and <clears throat> that same night, he saw her come through the front door, and he said, "Hey, what's up?" And she didn't really say anything. She didn't. Well, she didn't say anything. She just went in her room and closed the door. And then he was like, okay, I guess, you know, like, what's up with that? Maybe she's had a bad night or whatever. And then the phone rings, and then someone tells her, tells him that she's passed away. That's fucking creepy. And then he goes and opens the door in the room, and she, there's no one in there. That's fucking creepy as shit. Oh, that's what kind of when you said, you know, what, you know about the Bigfoot disappearing, you know. Yeah. Why, why can't that happen? Right. I mean, I, I mean, because there's been times where... I, I was up in, I don't care where, where I say where it's at because I don't, you know, I don't research there anymore. But I was up in uh, Kiamichi, uh, Oklahoma. And we were, we were, because like our theory was, and I don't know how your theory was, but our theory was back then in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, that Bigfoots could see these, these game trackers that we would put out. It would see them and, yep. it, and it would avoid them. The infrared. Yeah. So it would avoid them. So if we wanted... If we wanted like a Bigfoot to come to an area, we would put him around everywhere that it would avoid, so it would go down a certain path, so we could see it. And so there was a couple times that we were, we were putting out these game tracks, and we didn't we didn't see anything, and so we would like move them. And I I said, you know what? Let's just look at the SD card, see what's in it. And there was a couple times where we saw like it was me and Ken Marvel, we saw like just like a torso, just like a a. Sh- uh, no head, no arms, just like shoulders, chest, stomach, and it was walking through an area, and it and it 
it was like it was that night, so it was hard to tell whether it had hair on it or not. But that's all we saw. And I go, did you see that? I go, I go, run that back. And we would run it back, ran it back a bunch of times and look at it. And it just looked like a tour. And it was like really because like we would put these game trackers up really high. Like we would we would get like a like a, a little mini ladder and then put them up real high, like, you know, eight, seven feet high up, you know, on a tree. And we would see it up that high, just walking through. And I said, man, what if, the, you know, I, I didn't think nothing of it back then, but now I think about it now. What if that was a Bigfoot ghost, you know, just walking through and, you know, just like he's going like maybe either going to meet up with some other Bigfoot or maybe he's going to go to fish hatchery or a pond or a dam or something, you know? So I don't know. I've always thought of that. And as I got older, I just think of it more and more. You know about about paranormal because because I've done both I've done paranormal you know research and I've done Bigfoot research and so I've kind of I've kind of intertwined both of them together a little bit so because I because like a lot of times EMF you know paranormal people talk about EMF and then Bigfoot people talk about um, what's that um, or infrasound. Yeah, yeah. So a, a lot of that is, is similar. To me, it's similar. I know people who listen to the podcast are going to hear me. I say it over and over. To me, it's similar. EMF, you know, infrasound. It's the same. So if if you if you were to get bombarded by both, you would probably have the same kind of uh, the same kind of reactions to it. Like some people, some people get headaches. Some people get nauseated. Some people get sick. Some people get lightheaded. Whatever. So they right. they yeah. get all that. So so whenever I was doing paranormal stuff, I would I would talk to people and they'd say, "Yeah, I got a headache, you know. Uh, you know, I I was starting, you know, I started not feeling good, started feeling sick, so I left." And I would get the same thing on Bigfoot stuff. I said, "Wait. That sounds like the same stuff, man, you know?" And so yeah. I don't know. I I think a lot of people don't know this and a lot of people don't put this together, but I think a lot of the supernatural stuff and the Bigfoot stuff it's just it's just too close. And they cross, and and some people just shut it out, and they don't want to talk about it. But I think you know, in in order for us to find out what's going to happen with Bigfoot, or if people are ever going to like see a Bigfoot or document it, or science proves it, then they're going to have to accept. I think this is my opinion. I think they're going to have to accept the supernatural side because there's there's things that Bigfoots do that we can't do. You know, like we can't lift heavy things. We can't run up a like a incline steep hill at record time. You know, we just, yeah. we can't do stuff like that. And Bigfoot. Yeah. So, I mean, Bigfoots can do it. So who's to say that they have extra abilities on other things as well? I mean, I know the thing with the, when you were talking about the infrasound, there's one time I got dizzy in one area. Um, I was driving though. I was driving and we usually used to stop in one spot and, uh, set our recorders on the truck and we kind of just stand around. It was, a, and, um, before we got there, I stepped on the brake and I just kind of scanned the area for I pulled in and, uh, all of a sudden it, I got like tunnel vision and it just felt like the truck was still moving. And I was, you know, like extra stomping on the brake and I was like, Oh shit. And then, uh, uh I was with Bob that night, Bob Garrett. Mm-hmm. And, um, he uh, he's like, you all right? You all right? And I said, yeah, I, we gotta get out of here. I don't know, something's up. I I, I feel dizzy. I feel sick. That's interesting. He's like, 
he's like, all right, let's just go. So we took off down. The, we just went further down the road, and I felt better. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. So maybe I don't know. We, he goes, maybe it's infrasound. I don't know. So we go back, and it happens again in the exact same spot. And I was like, okay, this is weird. So we just, I said, I'm just gonna tough it out and pull in. So we pulled in, and uh, um, after it took a little while, but I got back to back to normal. And uh, of course, we heard some weird stuff out there, but mm-hmm. that's the first time I heard a turkey out in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah, was, was, it's a good thing. It, it's a good thing he didn't see you because it had been over. And I was like, "Come here, turkey leg, get in my belly." Um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something that I've never talked about before, and it's something that just came to my mind whenever, because like whenever you were telling me your story about whenever you first went out with your with your distant cousin, right, um, Lupe, right, right, right. When you went out, was it? Was it a electrical right away, or was it like a gas right away, or was this in the woods? I think it was electric. Okay, electric. so here here's my theory. Okay, so remember we were talking about infrasound EMF because like whenever whenever you're doing paranormal stuff, like whenever a, like a ghost or something manifests itself inside someone's house, the first thing I always look for I look for electrical box. I always look for bad wiring. I always look for where the electrical pole from the street comes into the house. So if that comes into the certain part of the house, then I would narrow down, okay, this is where the paranormal or the or the or the ghosts are seen the most on this side of the on, on this side of the building or this side of the house. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what was been my theory. So let's just let's take it up to Bigfoot and let's let's go up a notch a little bit here. So if Bigfoot, because like I've always thought, we've always thought this back even back in the nineties, two thousands, that Bigfoots use gas right aways and electrical right aways as a sidewalk through the counties. So rather than rather than tromp through the woods, because anytime you want to find like footprints, tree breaks, scat, or even maybe even see a Bigfoot, it's like in this area, like in these like electrical right aways through a county, gas right aways. So let's let's just say that. There's electrical right away, and there's already like EMF there already, and then people witness the Bigfoot, because like most of the stories I've heard, is like people are terrified, and then they see a Bigfoot and they try to get out of there, and the Bigfoot chases them or whatever, you know. Uh, so what if the Bigfoots know this and use this as like, like ammo? Like, okay, I'm in this electrical right-of-way that has a lot of EMF. You know, he's not going to say EMF, but he knows there's energy there. And so right. he, he uses it as his, as an advantage, as a tool, as a weapon. And he bombards the people to get him out of that area. I, yeah, I've, I've never thought of that until now, until we started talking today, tonight. They, they can be sensitive to it to yeah, also. Absolutely. You know, that's their domain and... I mean, that's all they do is run around out there. Yeah, because, like, there's an area. I've always talked about this before, too. Brown Springs, Oklahoma. Uh, it's right on It's right on the Red River between Texas and Oklahoma. It's right next to that casino. I forgot the name of the casino, but uh, it's called Brown Springs. And in the 50s and the 60s, the Dallas mob used to use that to dump bodies. They used to use it to dump bodies whenever they killed somebody. But there's also been stories of dogmen in the area by the, by the I think, the Choctaw. 
And there's also been stories about Bigfoot. So I remember I went up there because there was a story from somebody in Gainesville. This was probably back in the 70s or something. But there was a lady that got her and her boyfriend went up to uh, Brown Springs. And they were going to, I guess, go up there to go make out or something. And the story goes that uh, there was a Bigfoot up there. And it broke the, the guy's neck. And it broke the lady's legs back and then raped her and left like it's semen inside her. And that was that was a story I think it was heard from a sheriff or a constable or somebody. So, yeah, we, so we went up there to go investigate it. And as soon as I stepped out of the, the vehicle, Felipe, I was I was like hit with all kinds of like I was like super anxious and like I was having a panic attack. And that's what that's one of the 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 symptoms of EMF, strong EMF or infrasound. So I I was bombarded with it. Like I was like, oh man, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> you know, like like almost like I was like like you know how you feel whenever you, you're gonna get on a big roller coaster and you really want to. So <laughs> yeah. So it's kinda like that. So I felt that way and while we were there, uh we walked out me it was me and Kenny, Ken Marvel and uh, Buddy Britt and my cousin and we walked up to the Red River, like a, like a couple two hundred yards or something. Came back, and there was foot there was footprints all around uh, Kenny's truck, and there was a tree pushed in front of his truck. Oh, man. And so these these prints were like I think like twelve thirteen inches. And then uh, I did a call like maybe like twenty minutes after that, and then we got a call back from the other side of the Red River. And so this area was is known to have a lot of paranormal activity as well. Mm-hmm. Like aberrations and stuff, and then like, and then there's Bigfoot there too. So, so I, I mean, I don't know if they're attracted to it. So I've heard so many stories in the past. Also, whenever I was doing investigations about Bigfoots being attracted to cemeteries, and I've always wondered that in the past, why, 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 why? And then now that I'm, you know, we're kind of putting this stuff together. Well, at least I am. I don't know if you are. I, mean, I know you. You're probably still on the fence about this, but, but there's been. I've heard, I've heard maybe like. 20 stories of Bigfoot's being near cemeteries or people leaving flowers at, you know, a, like a loved one's grave. And then they see a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know if they're attracted to the, the EMF or like you were saying, they're sensitive to it. I don't know, but I, I find it, you know, intriguing and interesting. I don't know. Also, how many times have you heard of people out there doing paranormal stuff and then, and, run into Bigfoots or Bigfoot-like activity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happened with the, you know, Russell Miller and his wife. They were, they were paranormal people. They're both, lo- they, they're both lovely people, by the way. Yes. And, uh, they were out at a, a graveyard, I think. And then they started hearing all these growls and all these crazy noises. And I think that's how they got into Bigfoot. And then, and then look at them now. They're they're running the the, the East Texas Bigfoot Conference, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? Whenever they do that one in Mendiola, which is great, because that whole area is like haunted. The whole town. Yeah, that whole town, that whole block, it's like super haunted. Yeah, I saw a lot of zombies at the stores and stuff like that. Too sweet. So we've been going like forty-seven minutes now. Forty-seven minutes. Yeah, yeah. Watch out, Stephen. <laughs> so, is there anything like you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to talk about? Anything else you want to talk about? Um, I I just want to say we lost a good friend, Randy Edwards. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, rest in peace, brother. Hey, hold on. Uh, my mom is calling. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer. Okay. Are your ringtone? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing it. This. Darth Vader. Hello. Hey, mom. Hey, what you doing, mijo? I'm actually doing a show right now. <laughs> Hola, mama. <laughs> This is uh, mom. I'm actually doing a show with uh, my good friend Felipe Mendoza. He's from Houston, and we're doing a show right now. And you called into the show, so we we have you on the show. So I'm on the show. You're on the show. Hola, señora. You like Bigfoot? <laughs> what? What? What, mom? Um. Is uh. Is 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 my grandson there? No, he's he's in Houston. Mom, he's in Houston with the boys. They have they have a a Boy Scout. I was telling you, this is my friend Felipe Mendoza. He's on the show with me right now. He's doing the show with me tonight. Oh, Mendoza, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Well, I'm doing great. Felipe, I love my son hard, and I think he's uh, super great. <laughs> he is. He's all right. He's pretty good. Thank you for making him. So, Felipe, I was going to tell you, um, my mom had a, when she was in her teens, she went up to, where, where, mom, where was it at? It was in Indiana, right? Indiana Harbor, Indiana. Indiana Harbor, Indiana. And you were what? You were you were with my grandfather and and your sister, which is my, you know, my, my aunt, uh, my aunt. And, uh, Mary, Mary, and y'all, y'all were what? Y'all were picking stuff. We were picking up some, uh, you know, when they decorate the the, the dishes when when they serve you, mm-hmm. uh, but or something like that. Parsley. And we were parsley. Was uh-huh. it parsley? Okay. Yeah. Parsley, and and we were doing that. We were we were picking them in boxes, and and then. We heard a noise, you know, like uh, we thought it was a bear because they said in Spanish it's an oso. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was there was like like uh, cornfield and there was a lot. Of, it was very long, a lot of cornfield, and, and we could hear somebody uh, coming real ugly, real fast, you know. Mm-hmm. We thought it was so we all got in our cars and we just took off and. And then you told me that bears don't do that. Yeah, I was I was telling her, Felipe, I go, Mom, bears don't do that. Bears, if bears are not seen, they'll 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 just hide and go away until you're gone. I said Bigfoots do that. So apparently they were they were picking parsley, and they were across from across uh, from a cornfield, and they heard mm-hmm. yelling and growling, and then this Bigfoot was shaking the the corn stalks and just running through the corn stalks. And they all they all got in their vehicles and left. So my mom my mom had a Bigfoot incident and she didn't even know about it until she told me like years later. Yeah, there's lots of people like that. that um, I was nineteen at the time. What was it, Mom? I said I was nineteen years old at the time. That was what, last year? Yeah. <laughs> so um Felipe, I was gonna say, uh my mom's birthday's tomorrow. So happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, thank Mama. You. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, Mom. Later on, I need to talk to you, okay? Uh, okay, Mom. I love you. I love Wait, you, Mom. Okay, bye. I thought we were going to sing. 
<laughs> no, we we did it tomorrow. She she oh. she sounded like she was in a hurry too. So oh yeah, but yeah, she, she calls into the show all the time, and she knows I record on Fridays. Oh yeah, and she Friday. she just calls all the time. So uh, that's kind of cool. That's because the homegirls. I was on the on the show. Check it out. I know. Those are your followers. I know, right? She's gonna she's gonna start a TikTok. <laughs> but anyway, um, Felipe, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything you like? Are you writing a book right now or anything like that? No, I don't even know how to read, so I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, I'd be. A, I mean, no, it wouldn't work. Man, we gotta we 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 have to get you on again as a guest though, and then we gotta talk about. I want to talk about um, Navajo lore with uh with with your wife Tree. Yeah, she she's uh she's starting to open up a lot. Before she didn't want to talk to anybody about anything, but yeah, because they're because they're not supposed to. Yeah, they and that's has you know. You know, with the Bigfoot stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it's like just leave them alone and they'll leave you alone type of yeah, yeah. stuff going on now. So that's why I, before when we were dating, I could get her to go with me, you know, but now that we're married, it's kind of like um, taboo to do that type of stuff. And I totally to, understand that. I totally understand. To that. go look for Bigfoot, to... Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you just got to be sneaky about it. I've Let's go camping at this one place. <laughs> she yeah. loves camping. Yeah, camping so. camping's cool. I, I love it. I love it myself. But <clears throat> you know, I can get around a little bit more better now because I think whenever I met you, I mean, I I had a hard time walking. I had a hard time walking, yeah. and I had a hard time standing for a long time. And um, you know, it's taken me. It's taken me a little bit, you know, to to get all my senses back and you know get my feeling back. Because like right now, I think whenever whenever I saw you, I I couldn't feel like my from my calf down to my foot. Mm. But I could walk. I could feel the pressure, but I couldn't feel it all the way. Like if, if there was like a bee like stinging me on the foot, I couldn't feel it. Couldn't feel oh, wow. it. couldn't feel it at all. And so right now, I can feel. Like certain parts of the bottom of my foot, not all of it. Like certain, like it's patchy. Uh, you know, I can feel like my heel. I can't feel my heel, and I can feel like the big toe here, but I can't feel the other toe over here. So it's a little bit patchy. So, and I know, um, I know Logan. Logan's asked me to go to the field with him, and I know uh, what's his name, uh, James Poe. As uh, what's his name? He's asked me to go to the field with him. And I, I, back then, I I just couldn't do it. I go, man, I can't even feel my feet, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, if I had to walk down a trail, I'd probably like face plant or something, you know. Yeah, you so, kind of need feeling in your feet. Yeah, and plus, you know, if there's snakes and stuff, you wanna you wanna be able to get out of the way and stuff. So, be able to know if you got bit and be like, man, what happened to my foot? Why is it all black? <laughs> oh, hey, dang, I bit. Hey, I was gonna ask you, um, how does how how do people find your show? Um, they can uh, Google it, uh, Big Dog Random Show, and then a lot of times it'll go to uh, the Spotify or show any a bunch of different um, platforms that that uh, that uh, it can you can listen to it on. Um, I was trying to do YouTube stuff, but it's just way too much editing and this and that, and you got to find the pictures. And- Man, I gotta I gotta go down to Houston. 
I got to go down to Houston and visit you, and then I could show you some stuff. And that way, you know, that way you're on all the platforms because I want, I want you to grow, dude. I want you to grow with me. I want you to, I want us to grow together. Wait, that sounds kind of weird. growing together so you know because like you know you know you're my dog man and you know i if i if i make it big i want you to make it big with me man so yeah we're gonna spend the big money together yeah the club show (laughs) so yes sir yeah um and then i i get people that support but it's like um Spotify took over, so I don't know what's gonna happen there. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on like everything. I'm on Deezer. I'm on Pandora. I'm on iHeart. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google Play. I'm on stuff because like once once you get all those big ones, they they kind of like go out to smaller ones, and so mm. I, I I I know that like because I'm on iTunes, I'm on YouTube, I'm on I'm on pretty much everything, so. So I use, you know, because I, I think Podbean, the one I use, it has like a big platform. And I know you, you know, what do you use? You use Anchor, right? Well, it's it's gone now. Is so it? Now it's just, yeah, I think it got bought out by Spotify. Spotify? Okay. Yeah, so wow. the commercials that I was doing for Anchor, they got, they're gone. And um, yeah, so I got, I'm trying to do Spotify commercials so I can get some kind of little... Yeah, Something. I got I got to start doing it too. I got to start monetizing stuff too. So, and uh, I want to start a Patreon too. So I want to start doing that because, I mean, the whole goal is to is to do the show full time, and that, yeah, that I mean I would I would like in a perfect world I would love to do like three shows a week, and just, yeah, I want to be just talk. I want to be the Joe Joe Rogan of paranormal. Yeah. Hey, do you like the music that I'm playing? I can't really hear. Oh, you, you can't hear it? How about now? Yeah. That's your music, Ooh. dog. You know what I'm saying? Did you see my video? No. <laughs> oh. Bro, I've been sitting here with no shirt for this long, and, you, and I was wondering why you're sitting on. No, you're not on video. You're on. You're on. I called you on Messenger. It's only audio. I got, the, I got my camera on. Well, I don't see you. <laughs> oh. You know, what you know what I'm saying? G's up. That's what I say all the time. G's, G's up. G's up. And then uh, Steven's little boy says, Too sweet. You hear that? <laughs> Too sweet. But yeah, hopefully I get some more content. Uh, I know Matt's interested in coming on, uh, get you on. Yeah, um, I mean, if if you just want to get Stephen on, or if you want to get Stephen and Stephen and myself on together, it'd be great. I asked Stephen, but he was like, "No, nah, I only do stuff on my on my uncle. Whatever, man. <laughs> I did ask him one time. Did you? No, really? I got asked. Maybe, maybe I wasn't clear or something. Man, you know, man, you know, he, my Spanglish. Stephen loves you, dude. He he loves the hell out of you. So yeah, he's my boy. Yep. Yep. I feel like me and him could like court like uh, collaborate dance moves. Yeah, of course, like, man. Could, He's he can pop. You seen those dog. two big guys at those two big guys at the bar or whatever? Everybody's all getting all crazy over when they dance. Yeah, they dance at like baseball games and football games. I think me and Steve can do that. 
Felipe, I want to thank you for coming on, man. I love you so much. You're such a great dude, and I can't say enough good things about you. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I know, but I, I try to keep it under an hour. So when I keep it under an hour, I get, I get more, you know, more downloads. So cool, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, calling me. Uh, I know we haven't really spoken in a while because I thought you had a girlfriend or something. Kind of keeping to yourself. I was like, all right, I get it. No, I um, I started a new job, man. It's just like it's been. I've been I've been in it because I. It's different because I'm working from home now. And it's every I'm I don't even get up because I don't even I have to just sit there and I got like five screens I gotta open up and look at people's policies anyway I don't I don't want to bore everybody with that one so so yeah the insurance stuff the insurance field it's it's quite you know it's like it's legal too so everything you do is legal so you gotta you gotta control what you're doing you gotta make sure you're doing it right because if you mess up you know you can mess up someone's life or someone's vehicle and they can sue you blah 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 but anyway. So I got you. So thanks for coming on. Um, let's go ahead and say good night to everybody. Good night to everybody. Good night. <laughs>